We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some Bridgewater College volleyball as they have now won 13 consecutive matches. The Eagles are 22-5, and 9-2 and in the ODAC, and they will wrap up their regular season Thursday when they travel to Roanoke or travel to Salem to play Roanoke. Then they get the ODAC tournament coming up next week. And let's talk to Aaron Harris, the volleyball coach of the Eagles. Hi, Coach. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. I would imagine 13 consecutive wins makes you sleep a little better at night. You know, everything always feels better when you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but your team really is on a roll right now. And again, you, you had a you had a tight match with Marymount over the weekend, which I'm sure it was good to see you win a five set match. You swept Marywood, but do you feel do you feel pretty confident with your bunch right now? You know, I re- I really do. Um, and I know, like that Marymount win on paper might not. I mean, yes, it's a W, and that's a good one. But that Marymount team is much better than they look on paper. Like the record online, yeah, they lost a lot more matches than we have, but their strength of schedule is crazy tough. So they're putting themselves out there and playing really top high-level teams. And they have got a ton of like fifth-year, senior, master's students, upperclassmen on their starting lineup that have played together year after year. Um, And so that win for us was a lot more significant, both like in terms of like the actual W and also just like our team development and our team collective confidence and um, just a big step forward as we kind of head into playoffs that we felt really good on Saturday after that one. Well, and two, you had quite a few sweeps or, or a match in, in four sets here recently. You had the Guilford one and five and EMU in five. But other than that, you've been tested, but to go to five is different than being tested in three or four to have to win that last one, especially when, when Marymount wins the fourth one to have momentum on their side and then win uh, a hard fought fifth set, 15, 13. That says a lot about your team too. And it's always good for a coach to see you guys overcome that. It is, absolutely. And I think at this time of year, we knew that we really needed something to challenge us and, and, and just kind of like, all right, like reality check, like this is what playoffs looks like. And so making sure that we had that level of competition so that we could use this next week to prep for playoffs, um, I think is really, really valuable. And so we left with a lot of really good notes and a lot of really good conversations with where can we still keep growing and keep getting better because we have one more regular season game left, but really like, we're we're prepping for next week. Um, this week is kind right. of practice for next week when we hit playoffs. Have you kind of been in that mindset the last couple of weeks? I think we've been in that mindset all season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking looking down the road, we are a young team with a lot of young, and young isn't bad. Young is just inexperienced. Um, but a lot of young people on our roster with with not a ton of experience in in different tight you know championship match feeling kind of situations, and so as much as we can throughout this season, we've been kind of referencing back like, oh, this pressure that you feel, this stress that you feel, this is what a championship match is going to feel like. Or like this fifth set where it's tight, where it's back and forth, where the momentum is not on our side, but we are serving and we have to do this tough thing in this tough moment. That's what a championship match feels like. And so we're trying to just create this this atmosphere of like, oh, we've done all of these hard things and we've been shining lights on it all throughout the season so that when we do hit playoffs, you know, we can look back and say, oh, we've been here before. We've done this before. Um, and hopefully take some of that championship pressure off of such a young group when we get to that point. And one thing that really stood out, just looking at the box score of, of your win over Marymount on Saturday, was the blocks, 14-4. to four, And uh, it seemed like defensively you guys were really, really solid against them. Yeah, we lit it up a little bit, yeah. um, we, which, which honestly was great because we last week we did not have any midweek games. So we played on Saturday, and then we had a whole week just to practice before we played again. And we took two days last week, and we didn't even have a team practice. We did individual practices and small group drills with 
everyone on the team. Um, Tuesday and Thursday, that's all we did all day long was individual practices in the gym in between class schedules and things like that. And we got to like really individualize every single person's session. And so with, uh, you know, certain people, we really worked on blocking like very intensively for two whole days last week. And that's all we worked with these people on was blocking. And some people got serve received. Some people got working on their toolbox or hitting different shots or whatever it might be. But, you know, that was a really nice thing to be able to do at this point in the year is just a lot of individual toolbox development um, where normally this time of year is just so team heavy, short and sharp. Can't and, and we were able to kind of individualize practice a little bit last week, which I thought was really a great thing and, and really showed off in Marymount. Well, I was going to ask you about the, the schedule and I had a couple of schedule questions for you and you kind of answered that one just with having some time off. Sometimes you don't want to have a ton of time off right now as you get set for the postseason, but it, it seemed to be very, very beneficial for your team. Yeah, I think whenever... Our, our group in particular is like they're they're borderline obsessed with volleyball, right? And so <laughs> That's a, a lot thing. of them live a lot of them live with other volleyball players. And as a coach, like you gotta love that. But also, you you have to also know as a coach, like they're going home and they care and they're so invested and they are so committed. And our culture is that, like that is our culture. And That's what you want. But it also like it's all volleyball all the time, and you talk about it and you live it and you breathe it and you win and you're. And it's really nice sometimes just to have a minute to like, okay, let's reset. Let's let's work on us or even like this upcoming weekend. Uh, you know, we play on Thursday and then we have a weekend off so that we can recharge our batteries and refresh. And we're, we're doing stuff as a team, just not necessarily on the court practicing or playing. And so I think there's other ways to get better. Sometimes, you know, quality over quantity in the gym is, is not a bad thing at this time of year. We're talking to Aaron Harris, volleyball coach at Bridgewater College. They've won 13 consecutive matches right now. They sit at 22-5. and five. They'll wrap up the regular season on Thursday at Roanoke. And the other scheduling question I, I wanted to ask you is, Again, we, we talked before your Washington and Lee match, and obviously you got the, the big win there, but then you've had four consecutive non-conference games here down the stretch, and, and you're in a conference title race. Again, you're out of the conference title, but you're, you're battling for one of those those two or three seed right now, maybe the four, something something in there, but you're not playing conference games. Do you, do you like this or not? Um, yeah, I do. I think it's a really good chance for us to work on some things without the pressure of like the ODAC schedule lingering on our shoulders. Like it's hard as a team to say, yes, we want to work on doing X, Y, Z differently because that's going to be better for our long game whenever we have to be winning all these matches in the short term. And so I think having a chance, like these last two weeks have been great for toolbox development and for, you know, just as a team collectively, we were young. And things that we were doing that were successful probably aren't going to work in playoffs when teams have a chance to scout all of our film and all of our, you know, they know exactly what everyone loves to do. And so being able to bring a different look to Bridgewater Volleyball as we head into this last week where everyone else has scouted who we used to be, like, let's redefine ourselves. Let's really take this as a chance to try some new things. Um, you know, like the, the matches at Hood and Penn, when we were at Hood and we played Hood and Penn State Burks. Um, those were good matches for us to get other people lots of game experience because it had been kind of a grind of, of pretty much starters battling in some really tough matches for a few weeks. And so there was a lot of people on our roster that hadn't gotten in and gotten a lot of experience, which you want to give people where they can. Um, but those matches are also really good. Yeah, for just like as we are trying to kind of redefine ourselves, this is a good chance. We, ha- we have some flexibility. We have a, a point cushion where we can try some different things um, and we can fail a few times and figure it out. I like it. That's uh, that's I I wasn't expecting that answer, but I like it because maybe even now when you play these ODAC teams in the tournament next week, it'll be a different Bridgewater team that they play. 
that's our hope. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but that's kind, of, that's kind of the master plan. Yeah, we're talking to Aaron Harris, volleyball coach at Bridgewater College. They get set for Roanoke on Thursday. That'll be a big one. As, as Again, that could be that could mean third or fourth in, in the conference standings and the tournament coming up next week. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago, and, and obviously we talked about Reagan and what she had been doing, but it does seem like, you know, people are certainly going to try and take her away, but it does seem like your other kids have really stepped up around her too. And, and again, I, I don't want to shy away from those kids. They've done a really good job to, to kind of – uh, compliment her, I, I think, and, and really kind of make it make it so much more difficult for teams to just kind of take her away. Yeah, you know, I, a really good example of this is Reagan was named ODAC Player of the Week and then was National Player of mm-hmm. the Week. And that happened right before we went to play Washington and Lee. And, you know, I was talking to my assistant coach and I was like, you know, if I'm them, I might try to double block Reagan and leave single blocks with everyone else because obviously Reagan's doing some damage right now. Um, And we get to the match and the coach we're playing has coached with me and against me for 13 years in the ODAC. And he knows that Bridgewater volleyball, traditionally, we are a very middle hitter heavy offense. Like we push our middles, we score a ton of points out of our middles, more so than many other teams in the ODAC. And that's just kind of the bread and butter of Bridgewater volleyball. And so our pins are successful because of that. But usually we're a very middle-centric team. And despite Reagan having ODAC Player of the Week and National Player of the Week awards that week, he still double-blocked our middles and left (laughs) her with a one-on-one. And I don't know if that was good for him or not since we won that match. But I think that really just goes to show, like, yes, we have one outside hitter who is doing really great things for us. But we are a team that is full of really great hitters in other positions, and they're so threatening that he was willing to leave a national player of the week with a solo block in a couple of places to to put blocks up against what are traditionally our more powerful, not more powerful, but our more high percentage um, attacking hitters. Um, So, yeah, we do. We have a lot of other people on the team that are getting the job done and allowing her to have holes in the block and one-on-ones and be successful. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example. Again, we're talking to Aaron Harris, the volleyball coach at Bridgewater College as they get set for Roanoke coming up on Thursday. And Coach, talk about this one again. They still have a match with Washington Lee coming up on Tuesday, so they, they could lose that, and all of a sudden then you guys will, will be locked into the three spot right now. But it is an important game. Again, you want to win a game going in. You've won 13 in a row, but you'd love to win 14 straight going into the postseason and keep that momentum rolling, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think whether or not Roanoke wins or loses to Washington and Lee, we're going to approach it the same way. Um, Would it be nice if they lose and we don't have the extra pressure of (laughs) of needing to earn that third place? Yeah, I would take that. But, you know, I also think there's something to be said for my team being able to play under that pressure because that pressure that we're going to feel here, especially if we get to a position where, you know, maybe they beat WNL and we do need to beat them head to head for that third place spot. Like my team's going to know that. And I think that practice, that ability to like play tough when the pressure is on you, when something big is on the line, that is valuable experience heading into the following week with playoffs. Um, and I think we have been doing really well. We've been clicking. We keep getting better. Um, and, you know, I, I think this game against Roanoke is going to be a tough one. They're a good team this year, mm-hmm. um, but so are we. And I think this is one that we've kind of had circled on our calendars. Is this, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about them because they they're, they're very talented. They, they've got a lot of sweeps. They, they, they took uh, Randolph-Macon to five, so they're playing very well. Talk about what, what stands out when you see them on film. Yeah, you know, I think they're, you know, it, it depends on the, on the match that you watch for them, but I think they have different hitters doing really well against different opponents. So, some, you know, sometimes it's their right side, sometimes it's their outside, sometimes they have a middle that's doing a lot. Um, traditionally, they have a couple of really good blockers. Um, and so, you know, when Roanoke catches fire, 
they're a great team. Um, and so I don't think that they, they're not the team that has one standout hitter, like a Grace Parker at, at Randolph-Macon or, or anything like that. And so we have to just be a little bit better across the board, um, which honestly Marymount kind of prepared us for, because Marymount was also a team full of, you know, they had different hitters at different positions that were really doing a good job, not just one big hitter that was carrying the offense. And I think Roanoke is pretty similar to that. And I think we responded as blockers really well to that challenge. And so I'm hopeful that we can just carry that momentum forward because, you know, similar kind of game plans for the last two matches. Yeah, I'm sure. Again, and then the ODAC tournament. So hard to believe it's uh, it's winding down here. But um, talk about, I guess, your biggest keys against Roanoke on Thursday. Um, you know, I think we're just going to try to continue blocking really well. I think when we block well, that is something that not only earns us points, but it also gets in the other team's heads. And so their hitters start doing things differently or they become afraid or they start second guessing themselves. And as soon as you can get like in the mental headspace of the other team, I think really good things happen for you. Um, and so I think blocking is just one of those skills that it benefits us and it, it hurts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even if we aren't getting stuff blocks, if we are being good blockers and we're solid and consistent in where we're lining up and how we're doing it, our defense behind us can play really well. And then we're able to transition and set who we want. And, and it, our offense, our defense, it all kind of clicks together. And blocking for our team really is kind of that cornerstone of everything is kind of hinging on that um, for, for things to run smoothly. And then passing and serving. I think that we are one of the best pass and serve teams in the conference usually. Um, and so we'll see, you know, kind of what happens in Roanoke. Their arena, their, their court is very much an arena. Um, their gym is a lot bigger than ours. It's a lot bigger than almost every other gym that we play in. And so – there's going to be a different feel. It almost feels like you're in a fishbowl when you play there. And so I think traditionally we have a lot of misserves when we play Roanoke because the court looks so big and you just start wailing balls. And so um, that's a conversation we always have with our team when we roll into the gym and, and we do pass and serve before the match starts. But really, yeah, taking care of pass and serve and then prioritizing blocking are going to be the two things that we really focus on. I wanted to ask you about your setters right now. Ashley was your main setter against Marymount over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Faith has done a good job all year. Are you are you going between the 6-2 and the 5-1 right now, or how's that working for you guys? You know, we had um, some illness that we were kind of okay. battling around a little bit earlier, um, and so we ended up running Rutherford on the 5-1. And it kind of worked. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of where we're sitting right now. I like having both options in our pocket, depending on who we're playing and what their strengths are and weaknesses are. Um, I don't know that anything is ever really set in stone. I think right. it really, you know, who shows up in practice, who plays well together. But our team feels really confident running both the 5-1 and the 6-2 lineups. And so I think it's nice to just have that flexibility and have that team confidence that, like, oh, we know what to do in both. Both things work really well. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I don't know that we have made any final decisions on like, this is it for the rest of the season. Um, the five, one kind of was a, a pleasant surprise that we didn't realize was going to be as good as it was. Um, you know, Ashley Rutherford stepped up and was a great blocker. And that's one of, you know, one of the things about the five, one is that your setter is blocking. Um, and she has just done an amazing job. Like she wants it. She's hungry. And I, and I love that about her. So having her on the court with that attitude and that leadership is not a bad thing. Um, but Faith Shields is fighting hard. She's feisty and she's a leader and she's just this ball of like energy. If you ever see her play in person. And so honestly, both of those lineups for us are very strong. And I like having those options. I was going to say that's pretty rare, isn't it? For to have a team that's that's able to to really run both and run both effectively. I mean, it's one thing to run it, but it's one thing to run it effectively, but uh, you've done a great job both ways this year. That's, that could be a huge advantage for you at some point. 
Yeah, yeah. You never know. I like to keep it in my pocket. You never right, know just what's going to be important. But I think that that's a credit to our team culture and our chemistry and, and the way that we take time to develop relationships off the court because that translates on the court. Like volleyball is a game of trust and relationships, and you can't hide people. Everyone has to work seamlessly next to the person they're next to. And, you know, with both different lineups, we've we've tested them both in really tough matches and tough situations, and we've won and been successful with both of them. Um, but I think that goes to the hard work of, you know, not I'm not taking credit for this, but my team captains and our team leaders decided this is so important. Like, we are going to have the best culture, the best chemistry. So no matter who goes on the court, it's seamless. It's flawless. Like, we can do it together. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Great stuff as always. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. Absolutely. Thank you so much.